for us some of the things that we've been singing about and uh, watching and hearing about. And I want particularly to pick up on that theme we just heard there. May you find a light to guide you home. I don't know about you, but for me, home is one of those kind of quintessentially Christmas things. When we think of Christmas, there are a variety of different things that maybe come to our mind. There are experiences at Christmas time that make us feel really in the Christmas spirit. For you, it might be friends and family. Maybe spending time with your friends and family is what makes you think, yeah, this is Christmas. Maybe it's Christmas music, whether that be traditional Christmas carols, whether that be kind of cheesy modern Christmas music. Maybe it's at that point that you think, yeah, Christmas has really arrived. Maybe it's the decorations, when you get the lights up in the house and the tinsel in the tree and the glitter that gets absolutely everywhere. Or maybe it's the food, the roast turkey of all the trimmings, the mauled wine, mince pie, stolen, all these tasty things. I think for many of us, though, home is one of those Christmassy themes, those things which make us feel Christmassy. The idea of going into the warm, into the cozy, out of the uh, cold and the dark winter. The house is lit up with decorations. Maybe there's some Christmas music on, the Christmas lights are on, the smell of mauled wine. I think that's something that all of us enjoy and want at Christmas. And that is best. Home is meant to be a, a good place, a safe place. I'm so aware that, sadly, that's so often not the case. And maybe there's even some of us here tonight who'll be thinking, well, Christmas isn't going to be like that for me. But home at its best is meant to be a place where you can switch off. You can relax. You can be yourself. I know for me, home is the place where I can wear my teddy bear onesie and I know that no one's going to judge me. Home's the place where I can watch Downton Abbey back-to-back repeats and no one's going to question my life choices. Home's the place where you can be yourself. You can switch off. And often, actually, what really makes home is not the place, it's not the physical building, it's the people who are there. We can experience home often in a place we've never lived, but because of who's there. I have that now. My parents live in a house I didn't grow up in, a house I've never really lived in for any length of time. But when I'm there, it feels like home because my family there. And I have friends I love to go and stay with, and I've never actually lived with them. But because they're there, it feels like an experience of home when I'm there. Home is meant to be this place of peace, a place that we feel satisfied and relaxed and content. And I think that sort of home is something that probably most of us would say we want to experience. But as I said, and as we've seen even this evening, and as some of you may be feeling even for yourself, sometimes that's not our experience actually in life. But now the wonderful good news of Christmas is that Christmas is a story of an invitation to an even better home. An invitation available to every one of us to the best home you could ever imagine. Christmas is a story about home. It's the story of the lights who came in order to guide us home. Christmas is the story of how Jesus left his heavenly home, came to make a home on earth with us, and did that to be a light who can guide us to the home that we were made for. You see, every one of us was made for a particular home. There's a particular kind of experience of life where we will feel fulfilled, we will feel content, we will enjoy life to the full. And actually, much like some of our earthly experiences of home, that's not really about where it is. That's about who is there. The thing that we're made for, actually, is for a relationship. True home for every human is to have a personal relationship with God. Every single one of us was created to experience a wonderful personal relationship with God. The Bible starts by showing us that that's kind of plan A, that's what God wants for us. And so deep down, we all have that desire to find our peace, our contentment, our satisfaction by knowing God personally. 
And we spend our lives kind of on a quest for fulfillment. You don't have to look around the world long to realise we're all searching to try and find some sense of fulfillment and completeness. And we try all sorts of different things, we look in all sorts of different places, but so often we don't find it. Actually, we're on this constant quest and we never find the sense of fulfillment, the sense of home we're really looking for. That's because we can only find it when we know God personally. Knowing God personally is the true home, the best home for which every one of us has been made. But the Bible shows us that though we were created for that, and though that's where humanity started, sadly, it all very quickly went very wrong. You see, when God first created the world, he placed the first humans in this wonderful garden, this perfect home, perfect, because he was there with them. But actually, the humans there didn't believe, didn't trust that God was enough for them. And they thought, actually, I want this as well, and I'm going to trust that as well, actually, and go after this and that, and that's going to make home even better. They rejected the God who made him. They rejected the God who loved them, who given them all these wonderful things. And home was broken. God actually basically had to leave. And that wonderful personal relationship you and I were meant to enjoy became broken. And the Bible says that happened at the start of history. And that happens in each and every one of our lives. We're made to be at home with God. And yet we play around with things down here. We try and find satisfaction in different things and different places around here. And ultimately, we reject God. We forget he's there. We forget to thank him for stuff. We forget to love him. That relationship gets broken. Home gets broken. And every human heart, actually, is looking for home. We are kind of restless wanderers waiting, looking for our true home. But the wonderful, wonderful good news at Christmas is that Christmas is the story of the light which came in order to guide us home. Christmas is the time we remember the fact that Jesus came down from heaven and lived on earth amongst us. We read about this in the Bible. In the Bible, there are four books called Gospels. Gospels are just accounts of Jesus' life. And one of these was written by a guy called John. John was a really close friend of Jesus while Jesus was on earth. And as he starts his account of Jesus' life, John puts a kind of a big poem almost, which talks about how Jesus came and lived amongst us. And John starts like this. He says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word is Jesus, we find out later. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. We start with Jesus, God's Son, God himself, and he's at home. He's at home with God the Father. Now, I'm willing to bet that that's a pretty good place to be. That's a pretty good home to have. And yet the wonder of Christmas is that he chooses willingly to leave that home and to come and make a home with us. And so John says a little further on, This word, Jesus, became flesh and made his home among us. Jesus takes on humanity, coming down from heaven, being born as a man, taking on flesh like you and I. He leaves the splendor, the perfection of everything he had in that perfect home. And he makes a home here with us. And this is incredible. You know, so often we kind of think of God as this distant being, don't we? We might think of God a bit like sometimes we think of royalty or even politicians. And we say things like, oh, they're so distant, they don't understand us. They don't understand the common man, the common woman. There's this sense of separation. They'd never stoop down to kind of experience life with us. They can't really understand. The God of the Bible isn't like that. The God of the Bible is the God who came down and lived a life like you and I live. A God who understands he gave up his palace, as it were, with the finery and the grandeur and the privilege and came down and experienced life on earth with us. The God of the Bible is the God who can uh, empathize with whatever you're going through. He knows what it is to live life on earth. He sacrifices the splendor of heaven 
to be born and live with us. That's a God we can relate to. That's a God, actually, who can relate to us. But why did he do this? Why did Jesus come? Why leave that wonderful home and come and make a home with us? He did it in order to be the light that guides us home. In the same part of his gospel, John talks about Jesus as the true light. He says, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but born of God. The reason that Jesus leaves his home, makes a home with us, is so that we, any one of us, might become children of God. We might be restored to that personal relationship we're made for. We might be guided back to true true home. You see, Christmas, the story of Christmas is an invitation. It is God's invitation to every one of us to come home and experience that perfect home with him. You know, the way invitations work, invitations give free access. So if you've got an invitation to a party, all you have to do to get into that party is turn up, maybe show the invitation, and you're in. When you get an invitation, you don't think, oh, now I've got to kind of pay some money, I've got to do some good stuff, or I've got to be a certain type of person. That invitation gives you free access. That will get you right in to the party. But another thing about invitations is they actually lead us to somewhere exclusive. If I use my invitation, I go to a party over here, I can't at the same time be going to a party down the road. Invitations give free access, but they also lead to something exclusive. Christmas is the story of how God extends to us in Jesus an invitation to come back to true home. It's an invitation of free access to personal relationship with God. You don't have to be a good person. You don't have to do good stuff. It's not about what we've done. It's about what Jesus has done. He's paid everything needed for this party. Jesus lived a perfect life like you and I could never live. Jesus was killed on a Roman cross, experiencing the death that you and I deserve. But Jesus was raised back to life. He triumphed over all of that. He's paid the price, and now he's got the invitations. And he's saying to each one of us, here's an invitation. Come back. Come home to be with God. Here's free access. But at the same time, just like an invitation to a party, it's free access, but it's exclusive. Actually, when we take up this invitation, there's also an exclusivity to it. When we say, I'm coming home to be with God, we also say, all these things down here, I've tried to find home and I've tried to find satisfaction in. I've kind of believed would be better for me than God's. We say, actually, no, I'm turning my back on them. I've only got one home. I can only attend one party at once. I'm only coming to one home at once. Actually, coming home to be with God in some ways will cost us some things we have to turn our back on. But let me tell you, it is always, always worth it. This invitation is the best invitation you can ever take up. It's an invitation to the true home you were made for. Friends, this Christmas, you can come home. This Christmas, God is extending his hand, waving these invitations, saying, come home to me. You can have a personal relationship with the God who created you, the God who cares for you and loves you, the God who knows you inside out, the one who came down and lived on earth, and so he knows what you're going through. The one who left the splendor of heaven and lived on earth, died a death for you and I, in order that we might be in relationship with you. It's Christmas. You can come home. All you have to do is to choose to take up this invitation, to take hold of it, to say, I'm going to walk to Jesus. I'm trusting that he's done enough and that he's going to receive me. 
And while I'm walking to Jesus, I'm saying, these things down here where I've tried to find home, I've tried to find satisfaction, I'm turning my back on them. I'm turning away because actually I'm going to live with God in relationship with God, knowing true, true home. We'd so love to invite you to come and explore this more with us next year. We've already heard a bit about the Alpha course. We're starting right at the very, very beginning of February next year. Alpha is just a really kind of relaxed opportunity to explore who Jesus is, uh, what he said about himself, and kind of what he did. It's something that's been going for a number of years now. Thousands, probably millions of people across the world have done it. And we're actually going to be holding this course in a pub down the road. We're going to get you your first drink. We're going to have snacks on the table. It's going to be just a really relaxed, really kind of comfortable atmosphere where you can ask absolutely any questions you want. You can explore and uh, kind of look into this. And let me just encourage you, think of it this way. It's about seven evenings, I think. It'll be about an hour per evening. Isn't it worth, at one point in your life, taking just seven hours to explore the man who 2,000 years after he lived on earth millions of people still worship, millions of people still orientate their lives around, the man who has had a bigger impact on world history than any other, isn't it worth at one point in your life giving just seven hours to exploring who he is and what he did and why he came? Let me encourage you, come along to the Alpha Course. That'll be your chance to do that. As we already heard, there'll be some people out in Coffee Box. And we're having refreshments later who'll be really happy to answer questions about Alpha. The thing to do is to look for the big banner of Bear Grylls. And some of my friends will be there and they'll be really happy to tell you more. Also, as you leave here today, you'll get a little invitation. You can use that to head to our website. And there's an opportunity there to find out more and to sign up as well. In just a moment, the band are going to perform a song to us. But I'd love just to pray for us before they do that. Father God, thank you so much that you have made us to be at home by having personal relationship with you. And God, I thank you so much that though we've played around and tried to find meaning and satisfaction and purpose in things you've made rather than in you, you loved us so much that you left your home, becoming the light who came to make a home with us in order to guide us home. And I just ask right now, Holy Spirit, would you come and would you stir every one of us to come home this Christmas? I pray that we will know wonderful fullness of life by coming to know home with you. Let us take up this invitation. And I pray, Lord God, would you bless each and every one of us over this Christmas season. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh.